0: and this is That Grief Relief podcast. If you're new to the podcast, this is a very lighthearted, open-hearted conversation about grief there is no right or wrong way to deal with grief now whilst i might be at a certain stage of my grief process my guests might be at another stage of their grief process you might be at a completely different stage of your grief or you might not have experienced grief at all i'm not here to offend i'm here to hopefully put a smile on your face whether you're going through something right now or not Welcome to another episode of That Grief Relief Podcast. I'm Katie, and today it's another in-person recording, which I get very excited about, but we are socially distanced. Of um, course. Thank you very much for having <laughs> a massive sofa. me. Today's guest is, I'm going to get it right, Nadim Safidin. Perfect. That's quite yeah, good, yeah, that wasn't was awesome. it? Awesome,
1: great, well done. yeah. You're
0: welcome, Lebanon. <laughs> You're welcome. Nadim, thanks yeah. so much for coming to my house.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: And uh, on a Saturday morning as well. Yeah. Although no. you didn't bring me anything from Costa. No
1: oh oops Uh, funny enough and i was just at starbucks yeah so uh, oh no uh, please (laughs) don't i mean i'm not
0: sponsored by costa i'd love to be but i'm a big costa fan um
1: okay noted okay so i'm I'm please
0: although if you'd have turned up with starbucks would i have turned you away No. no No. You would have
1: had to be polite about yeah. it. Uh, thank you so much. Then drop it in the yeah. trash.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Thanks so much for coming. Um, Nadim uh, N- yeah. and I, we were connected via um, mutual connections, as is always the case, on LinkedIn. Um, because you seem to write, blog, if you like, about grief a lot. And I, I read a number of your articles. But... I tried not to read too much about too much detail because I don't want to know you the, didn't want any the story. Yeah, yeah, no spoiler yeah. alerts, thank you very much. But I, I love the way that you're so open about talking about grief. Um so I guess first of all, tell us why you write about grief. It's born from your own experiences with with regards to your parents, so tell yeah. us tell us their stories. So
1: um I lost both my parents to cancer, actually. So my dad when I was eighteen And my mom when I was 23. Oh my gosh. So um, it's been pretty therapeutic to write about it. Mm. I think that's the way that I processed uh, my grief. Mm. And um, the more I write about it, the more I realize that people love reading about grief because they're feeling so alone in their own pain and they want someone maybe verbalizing it or writing it down. So I get so many messages from people I've never met. Mm. Uh, and that feels amazing, honestly. Not just friends telling me, oh, I like this article. But someone I've never met telling me, you know, wow, this, you know, I could relate to this, for mm, example. Mm. And I've also lost both my parents. And I feel such a bond. I don't know if you feel that Same. as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I meet someone or um, get in touch with someone who's lost both parents, it just feels like... Uh, it still feels rare to me, although it's there's so many of us I all know, over the world. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you ever yeah. call yourself an orphan? Someone's, not really. You know, someone referred People to me used, as an orphan Yeah, once. me
1: too as well. It's so foreign and strange to me. Yeah, really no, yeah, strange yeah. because
0: you hear orphan and you think Annie or exactly, Oliver yeah. or Oliver Twist, something like that. Yeah, that not that's Oliver as in my brother. Yeah. He, he is an orphan. <laughs> oh, oh shame. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't put those two together. Okay, so yeah, yeah. the whole orphan thing is strange, but it yeah. is a, a weird bond isn't it but then you almost don't want to sorry to interrupt you you don't want to overstep a boundary it's not when you meet someone that's lost their parents you don't want to be like oh me too (laughs) like let's be friends but you almost want to I don't know if you feel the same but almost reassure them that I, I'm here if you need to talk about anything.
1: Especially if they lost them recently, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to let them know it'll be okay, and I'm, I'm
0: fine, as Ross yeah. says. i yeah. <laughs> friends.
1: I could tell you're a friends fan, because I saw you're welcome, Matt. And please don't, in. because yeah. one
0: of your first articles we were introduced to, yeah. you used the image of Joey with the exactly, dog, and he made the, the dog, dog sad. <laughs> yes. And I thought, Nadim and I are going to be best friends.
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, especially when, I, when someone has recently gone through a loss. Mm. Um, I kind of feel like I need I want to comfort them and show them that things will be okay in a way but yeah for me going back to your question writing is the way I think I processed yeah grief the most yeah 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 yeah.
0: so um can you tell us a little bit more not in detail so much but about you know when your your dad died first when you were 18 and how that affected your mom and your family of course yeah
1: so um my dad got diagnosed with and this is super strange I don't remember which cancer Mm. And my brother and I were recently discussing this Because I thought it was pancreatic Okay, It's kind of a blur now Like you yeah. don't really remember Which is so weird My brother insists it was kidney cancer I don't know which one it was um, But I'm it was fig- around
0: And forgive me, sorry When you were 18 I don't know how old you are now So how old I'm long thirty-three. Was right, yeah, okay, yeah. fine, fine
1: um, So yeah, I was 17 when he was diagnosed mm-hmm. I think With one of these cancers yeah. uh, They're all horrible And um, he lasted a year, I think He did chemo think there was surgery at some point uh, but it was basically a year and he was gone wow. so I was 18 when he died so that was of course super tough on us on my mom having to raise so it was just me and my brother okay uh, my brother's nine years older so we weren't kids uh, I was you know, 18 he was 27 um, but it was still super tough on her of and course. all of us yeah of course three years later my mom was diagnosed so it felt like we were still kind of grieving yeah and I think that was the hardest, hardest part, uh, accepting that it was happening again. Because in my mind, uh, I don't know about your parents, were, were they, I actually don't know how they passed away. Yeah, You'll tell my, me my about mom was a,
0: was a heart attack and my dad was cancer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So
1: they were two separate things. Yeah, very. But uh, coming to terms with the fact that both got cancer was super uh, tough. I still don't believe it sometimes. Like, what are the odds? Yeah. That's why I used to go online a lot to like different message boards just to find other people. And it's super common, by the way. There's so many in the world. I just didn't know anyone in my immediate circle.
0: How funny.
1: Um, And they were unrelated. Moms, so, okay, three years after he passed away, my mom was diagnosed with peritoneal cancer, which is super rare. It's kind of like ovarian. Okay. It's um, very close to ovarian cancer, Uh which is super rare. Uh, and very fatal. But she lasted three years. She did chemo for three years. Gosh, that's a uh, long old slog for chemo yeah, though, isn't so it? Sometimes did, I think about How of, did yeah. she
0: find out? Sorry. How oh, did she... Yeah.
1: That's a good story. Mm-hmm. Just to add some light <laughs> like heart. The way you start laughing <laughs> yeah, about it. So this is a great story. Yeah, you're going to love this. <laughs> no, because my dad, I don't remember how he found out. Mm-hmm. I really can't remember. Uh, I remember mom more because it was more fresh probably. Um, uh, mom, she started having like a... Kind of a pregnant mini belly. It was super weird. Um, and she did so many tests and no doctor would figure it out. Uh, she did every test in the world. It's something called ascitis. It's a fluid in the okay. body that fills up or so. So she had like a mini pregnant belly and no one could understand why. So it was like a month of us being terrified and not knowing what it was until they figured out it was cancer. So it was a super weird symptom. Um, so yeah, when she found out, she started. I think there was a surgery, and then she did chemo over the course of three years. But I often wonder, like, do I prefer prefer dad's experience, which was quick, or mom's, which was you know, you, you you watch the person the person wither away, so which yeah. is super traumatic as well. Yeah. So what's worse, you know? But also you see what they're made of and how strong they are, and you get more time with them. So. Um, both have positives and no, it's And it's so true And and, yeah. and
0: I've asked the question a few yeah. times On some yeah. of the episodes Because my mum was a heart attack mm. Literally didn't Suddenly, know anything No
1: pain whatsoever Absolutely nothing
0: that's the best As thing as, far you would, as we know That's you know, the best
1: thing you would wish for someone you love that Quite, feel no yeah pain.
0: But then... I know this is going to sound silly, but then the admin side of things was just a nightmare, you know, trying, because obviously she didn't know she was going to die. Luckily she had a lot of paperwork in place, happy days. Whereas with my dad, you know, we sat around the table and he planned his own funeral. He told us what food was going to be there, what music and what not music. Exactly. Actually, it was mostly what not was going to be there. (laughs) And um,
1: So what cancer did your dad have?
0: Good question. So he had brain tumors, but mm. brain cancer is always secondary. It's never oh, the first one. Okay. So they searched quite a while to find the primary cancer. Mm. And again, same as you. And I don't know if my yeah, brother actually, Russell, we were not like... sure
1: where it started, I think. Yeah. It had already spread by the time. That's yeah. why we're not sure it was in his lungs by then. Exactly. And, the and then I
0: think, and again, I asked Russell this the other day. I think they eventually wrote down Stomach.
1: Okay. Cancer yeah. that
0: that killed him. They also spelt the name of our house wrong on his death certificate, and my dad would go <laughs> mad. So let's not talk about that. <laughs> let's not. Um. Yeah. So with you, with regards, going back to your dad then. Yeah. So your dad was kind of a, a short and sweet. Um, yeah, one battle. year.
1: My mom, for like three years, yeah. um, you know, she lost her hair, which was super sad, yeah. lots of nausea that comes and goes, uh, all the side effects, and I'd go with her weekly to chemo, and it was my life for a long time. Yeah, I bet. Um, and, um, yeah, and then she passed away, and so my dad passed away in uh, 2006 mm-hmm. And my mom Six years later In 2012 no Yeah, way. So almost 10 years Next year Which is crazy to yeah. me Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. Time flies And it's insane And it still feels Like yesterday sometimes um, But yeah Mom's was definitely More traumatic Maybe okay. because also I was much closer to her
0: Oh okay My brother Fine. was
1: much closer To my dad Okay and I was much closer To my mom Cause, So Because I was gonna
0: say When your dad passed away Then how did that This was back in Beirut Yeah Beirut yeah. Both in Beirut Um. Yeah how did that affect the family first and foremost with the loss of so i guess ultimately the head of the family exactly
1: so he passed away on my first day of uni i remember this very well so i missed that which felt super i went a few days later and it felt very off balance Mm. because all my friends had experienced university together their first time and i was a few days late um so yeah so um, my mother and brother because he was nine years older they basically took over everything And cuddled me and maybe cuddled me too much in retrospect. In therapy I've learned oh, we can talk a lot about (laughs) therapy and grief now. Okay. But I've uh, but through therapy I've realized that especially my brother, because then after my mom passed away, my brother did everything. He took care of me so much that I moved to Dubai two years ago with my fiance who's now my wife. Mm I didn't know how to be an adult. Oh, yeah. Of course, because and it's um, it's super interesting because he he literally paid all the bills, never made me worry about anything, which is amazing. Amazing. But I came here, and I felt like I was a kid trying to be an adult. And uh, and your wife still married you. Yes. Yes. Wow. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> what a together. brave, brave woman married she. is. For two years
0: now. <laughs> so um, and okay, it's not
1: that bad, but still I know feels what you mean. Like, yeah.
0: did, have you spoken to your brother about that? Of course. That? Oh, interesting.
1: And, uh, Uh, My brother and I were super close Because we're the only two who've been through this And Mm. lost both our parents Mm. So we have talks all the time, heart to heart He was actually here uh, this week And we're always deep diving into all these topics About how our parents raised us About how we're dealing with grief Um, So we discussed this and I told him That you, I'm super thankful how much you cared for me but the negative side of it, but mm-hmm. I don't blame you because I would have done the same. I don't want him to feel bad. So don't feel bad, bro, if you're <laughs> watching this. Um, but the negative side is that I didn't, uh, uh, my adulthood was kind of, I don't know, delayed in a way. I, I don't know what, it's just little stuff like admin stuff, like paying bills yeah. and, and managing finances and the stuff adulting. like that. Adulting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so I just had to basically learn how to do this stuff when I moved to Dubai which is super funny, um, but we're super close and we process grief very differently. He's yeah. I'm super emotional like my mom. Okay. He's super closed off like my dad.
0: Okay. Uh, we
1: both do therapy, which helps us a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I recommend, you know, for everyone, whether you've gone through grief or not, I'm always telling people that therapy is the best thing you can do. Even when you're feeling great, it Therapy helps. is brilliant. Just like you work out your physical body, you should take care of your mental mm. health as well. Um, so yeah, so, yeah, to answer your question, I did talk to my brother about this. and uh, But I'm super thankful because he was my parent, basically, after. Yeah. Both my parents, after yeah. my after they passed away. And it was hard leaving Lebanon and coming here without him, actually. That was... Of course. That's been really tough. Yeah. Um, what brought you to Dubai then? Work. Oh, okay, yeah. fine. And fine. Lebanon isn't doing so well. And um, both my wife and I found work and moved here. Okay. And... Um,
0: just before a really tough time. Yeah, just then. actually we we're very lucky. We uh, yeah. moved here
1: uh, a few months before rock bottom in Lebanon. So we're super lucky. And um, so yeah, so live, so being without my brother, who was basically my parent, mm. uh, was super tough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm doing it. You know, life goes on. And you uh, yeah, abs- yeah,
0: absolutely. Mm. With regards to... Um, you say that you were closer to your mum than your dad. Yeah. Not that that means that you weren't close to your dad at all. Yeah. So are you able to... And I'm sure you are able to vocalise because yeah. you write about it. Yeah. The, how you grieved them differently? Yeah. Was there quite some standout yes. differences?
1: Um, so when my dad passed away, uh, grieving was mostly not thinking about it, I think. <laughs> mm. And just uh, compartmentalising it or just not... Uh, not really dealing with it or thinking about it much, mm-hmm. but with my mom, uh, there was a lot. That's when I started. Okay, so it's very interesting. So when my mom passed away, I started channeling my grief into being very productive. Like I started a website where I review movies and series and stuff. So I'm no big way. Fan of movies and series. So to distract myself, I would write about my passion, not okay. about grief. Grief mm-hmm. is a new thing. I've been writing about it the last few years. Okay. Um, grieving uh, uh grieving uh, through my mom's death i got into fitness i was never into fitness in my life the gym was a savior for me um i even became a fitness instructor so on the side i teach fitness classes No way. so that's become a huge passion of mine so
0: what is that <laughs>
1: uh, is she into fitness she's no. into
0: annoying me <laughs> apologies
1: so um that. And actually, I'm trying to remember how did I grieve my dad my dad? I didn't really talk about it much. Um, I was too preoccupied with the university. okay, uh, that... it let me basically forget about it. Mm. I had moments where I cried and stuff like that, but with my mom is it was much more intense. Um, and I started therapy after my mom. Okay. I think it was the cumulative effect of both deaths. Yeah. I needed therapy. yeah, someone professional to talk to to help me. Deal and did with you
0: that. decide that yourself, or did someone suggest it?
1: Good question. I think my aunt recommended once. Why don't you see someone? And I had to go to through like three, four because you have to find the right therapist.
0: I'm so pleased you said yeah. that. Yeah, uh,
1: so many people try one therapist and say it's not for me. No, you have to find someone you click with. Yeah, uh, who understands you, who gets you, who who knows how to help you. So I went through like three, four therapists to find a great one in Lebanon. And tell and, me a bit uh, more about that. Like yeah. why
0: why didn't you gel with the first even one, two, three? So I'm
1: someone who needs their therapist to give them very practical tips on co- uh, techniques that you can do. For okay. example... Uh, the therapist I have here who's fantastic, she's very much into uh, meditation and, um, you know, headspace and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I don't know if you know the app Headspace, I love it, it's I, all about I do, meditation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I like when they give me practical tips of stuff I can do. Um, so that's something that's super helpful. Um, and just you know, learn, diving deep into my childhood. Uh, Uh, my parents and how they raised us which is something I discuss with my brother a lot Um, actually my brother and I discovered a few days ago that we we, the relationship between my mom and dad is now (laughs) my brother has been projected into my brother and I no way so um, it's just stuff like this that you learn through therapy and through talking and through discussing your grief and your anxieties Um, what else uh, so you're asking me about the therapist. Yeah, yeah, just saying about, right therapist. it's
0: really interesting yeah. that that you went into therapy, yeah. uh, I guess, at technically a quite young age, but you'd yeah. already experienced two, you know, life-changing traumas.
1: Yeah. I think it was at 21, I started the 22, sorry, when my mom passed away, so 23, that's when I started therapy. And yeah. Yeah, I haven't stopped since. I'd stopped for a few months, yeah. but then I'd, I'd realized that, no, I, I, this is a constant I always want in my Mm-mm-mm. life. And... Uh, it would be so beneficial to anyone, to everyone. Mm. Whether you're doing good or bad, yeah. it helps you focus and stay healthy, and know how to, you know, control your mind. And what's helped me a lot is awareness and meditation Mm -hmm. those have helped me so much and i read the book that changed my life called untethered soul okay and it's uh, this is the one book i actually gift to people because it's all about controlling your thoughts being aware of your feelings being aware that okay now i'm sad because i'm grieving uh let it pass don't resist it like so many things like that have helped me so much Mm. i've i've grown so much over the last few years um uh thanks to the grief uh, yeah, yeah, how interesting. I mean, yeah. it's,
0: it's quite, um, it can be qu- such a journey, can't yeah. it? And I, and that even sounds a little bit sort of niche. And I think yeah. like a very popular buzzword <laughs> at the moment, isn't it? Um, about the whole journey thing. It's interesting that you mentioned meditation. So many people talk about meditation, talk about journaling, yeah. manifesting. Yeah. Um, gorgeous Diane, Diana, sorry, who uh, had on the podcast... She joked about all her post-it notes around her uh, window. I can't speak. (laughs) Post-it notes around her mirror. No one puts post-it notes on a window, do they? I mean, that would be weird. (laughs) So what does
1: she put on these post-it notes? Just like
0: her daily kind of affirmations, you know, like... uh, You know, look after your soul and feed your body, Mm. drink water and things like that. And and they're always there, always there.
1: Have you heard of something called morning pages? No. Which is you wake up every day. I did it for a while. It was so helpful. I recommend it to so many people. You wake up and for 30 minutes, you put a timer on your phone. Uh, You write down everything on your mind by hand. It has to be by hand, not typing. Mm. And verbalizing everything. Uh, or writing it down removes all your anxieties, your sadness, your emotions. At some point, you could be writing. I don't I have no idea what to write about. I, I'm so sick of this. This is so boring. But eventually, you start going into tangents, and you basically blurt everything out of your mind onto the paper. So you feel clear for the rest of the day. And I think it's super helpful. I I advised a friend who recently lost. Uh, someone in their family to do this, and she told me it's it helped so much through the grieving mm. process. She did it every single morning. Really? Yeah, so it's called Morning Pages. It's super therapeutic. Because I, yeah. I journaled mm. when
0: I went through uh, some stuff last year, nothing yeah. to do with my, my parents, um, but I had a, a, a journal app, mm. and actually, and I say this quite a lot, my brother Russell was like, why don't you write it down? Why does yeah. it have to be on your phone? I love my phone. My yeah. phone is glued to my hand. So it's kind of there. Yeah. And I found it quite, I found that very, <laughs> sometimes it would be, you know, sometimes you write an email or a yeah. WhatsApp and I was in that kind of mode and mm-hmm. that was okay. I do have um
1: Were you doing it daily? Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I do have a book of gratitude oh, uh, nice. by my bed that my friend Giselle bought me and, she, and uh, she just said just one thing. If it's just one thing a day, mm. just write it down. What have you been grateful for for the day?
1: I've recently gotten into you know, writing down things I'm grateful for on mm. a daily basis when I remember it helps so much. Yeah. Honestly. It's really and it's
0: not this whole, you know, hashtag bless <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. You know, I am. I, I, I talk about this a lot on the podcast as well like I genuinely get so passionate about my friends and my family and the love that I feel for people. I'm like, yeah. And I'm I'm very grateful and um it was actually I was speaking about the podcast episode that came out last week. So grateful to speak to people because his story was very similar to my dad's and mm. just listening to him I was like beaming, yeah. you know, <laughs> smiling going, "Oh, wow, it's amazing." And yeah, having that that gratitude apart from just, you know, like I'm so grateful <laughs> to live in Dubai. And,
1: and Speaking of friends, friends helped me a lot through the grieving process. Like, uh, like, I remember when my mom was in the hospital those three years, my friends were always there. Mm. We'd go out into the waiting room. There'd always be three, four of them there for me, which was so comforting and mm. so helpful. Mm. Um, just a break, a distraction from the chemo and the IVs and the medicines and all of that. Um, so friends really became family. Yeah. I'm so close to my friends now, and most of a lot of them are in Dubai, which oh, is amazing. Nice. That was one of the big pluses for me to mm. move here. Um, so yeah, f- just staying in touch with your friends and not detaching, if you can, and yeah. not going into your own little
0: corner. And finding those friends that are your absolute safe space, yes, I think, are, are important. Um, those friends that will accept you at your lowest and your worst. I'm not a hugger i don't like to be hugged and, yeah. and kind of consoled that way but literally i'll many a time on the corner of this sofa nadim i'll tell you um you know i've sobbed and sobbed and my friends just sit there yeah. and and it actually shout out to my sister-in-law stacy from episode four she'll be like do you you don't want a hug and my brother's like no just leave her she's fine you know just being
1: there is enough yeah right? that's
0: all i want is for them to be there mm. um and so friends are so important. What about other family members then? You mentioned your aunt. But yeah. what about so like your mom and So my aunt is basically like
1: my mom. Okay. She was my mom's only uh, sibling, her mm. sister. And she really took care of us. And uh, we were always super close. So that helped a lot. We we're a very small family. We we're like 10 uh, people. Um, so of course, became even closer to, uh, to our tight knit family, yeah. which helped a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah Family and friends Really helped me through it Fitness helped me through it mm. Writing helped me through it um, Talking a l- So I talked to my friends A lot about grief And not all of them Know what to say No And uh, how to react But for me I guess It's just Just being uh, Giving me that uh, be Just listening Is enough Yeah um, And yeah I Even when my mom Was in the hospital I would you know Message or WhatsApp friends And they would be really supportive and comforting uh actually remember i used to do this and super funny i would i would uh, write down what i was feeling and copy paste it to a bunch of different friends yeah just to get as much love and support as well, possible from different people yeah, yeah. i'm gonna write the same thing i'm sad to like everyone so i just copy paste it and uh they're gonna laugh now if they're watching this but uh but i appreciated every one of their responses like each one of them yeah. helped me uh, um
0: they're going to be going through their WhatsApps now uh, going, Nadine, uh, you absolute <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was a genuine heartfelt yeah. message to me. Like, of
1: course, the responses it, were genuine later, but yeah. just to instigate the conversation. Yeah. It would always be... Uh, or like an update, like, oh, mom's surgery didn't go well. Of you know, course. Or something like that. Yeah, of course. Uh, but but I always than felt like, like talk- I needed all my friends to know so that they would all support me. Like maybe it was selfish, but at the time I, yeah, I needed that.
0: I don't think it's selfish yeah. at all. And I, I needed to update yeah. them
1: all, all the time. You know, I didn't want to be alone in it. No. Yeah, that's it. Yeah.
0: And, and that's yeah. Such, such a key word because we've spoken a lot about mm. the being alone and it's, Letting people know that they're not alone in their grief, even if they want to be alone, Mm. that's fine. Of course, alone time is good. There's been a lot of conversations about the difference between keeping yourself busy, i.e. you're at university. Is that a good thing? Should you have forced yourself to grieve and then you know is yeah. backwards and forwards and it goes back to i know that um, it's the main article that that we were connected over and what i say at the beginning of every podcast is is that we all grieve differently there's yeah. no right or wrong way Definitely. you can't force yourself to do anything and yes if things do come to a head and to a forefront i believe same as you i'm, I'm a an advocate for therapy so it's yeah. like that's when you speak to someone or or your outlet so your grief relief then it was this kind of writing Then yeah. just
1: pen to paper writing and fitness for sure really because so becoming an instructor so there are these classes so you know body pump and body comedy you yes, know them so well being much. on stage uh, great so you know that because um, you know it's all about music mm. and stuff mm. so expressing yourself on stage that was an insane outlet for me Um, It brought me so much joy And I'm very sad that my parents never saw me on stage I think about that sometimes I wasn't even into fitness when they were around And my mom always nagged about me doing fitness And I was never into it So that's a bit sad But being on stage um, Totally transformed me Gave me an outlet Um, It gave me kind of a purpose to bring joy to people Because I often think Who of these people in my class Have someone who is sick Who might have cancer who just went through a death and they're not talking about it. Mm. Like every one of I have thirty people in every class. Surely one of them is going through something horrible Mm, and traumatic mm, or mm. just lost someone. If I can give them this joy in one hour, because that hour was my escape. Uh, When I was going through horrible times, like this, this might be my purpose more than anything else. Okay. So I get the joy from classes and from writing. I feel like I'm helping people go through this.
0: And you know, um, Les Mills instructors, you can feel the difference from when an instructor loves their class.
1: But going back to something you said about everyone grieves differently and there's no such thing as grieving wrong. I've often felt like maybe I grieved, I've grieved in the wrong way. Um, In that um, Especially after my dad uh, I didn't um, I don't know like uh, I I, I never suffered through anxiety Mm. For example Okay, Mm. so Okay, let's go back After both my parents passed away (laughs)
0: Yeah
1: Although I cried a lot And it was very sad And all of that I kind of felt like I was fine Okay In a way Yeah Which was always very strange to me Why do I feel kind of fine But then Around when I turned around 28, I'm 33 now I started suffering from anxiety okay. Like I would have a few panic attacks Here and there um, You know, the heart racing mm. uh, Waking up with this feeling of dread And I couldn't really explain it So my therapist told me that a lot of it Was cumulative uh, from the deaths mm. Like I was finally coming to terms With certain things or um, So that was very interesting Like grief is not you know, a constrained thing, it, it is a journey, yes, and a lot of times the effects can appear in the long term, yeah, perhaps. yeah, maybe because um, I I was getting married, for right, example, right? So I was going through big life changes, I was moving countries, um, and I needed my support system, maybe of my parents, yeah, or so yeah. Uh, so I remember th- uh, uh, my therapist told me, and I and this has stuck with me. Um, getting married, changing countries, these are all positive things, but that doesn't mean they're going to make you less anxious. Mm. J- that they don't have to be negative traumatic events for you to feel anxious. They're still changing your comfort zone. And the big theme in my life is trying to contain the comfort zone, probably because the two deaths were such. Uh, the two diagnoses were such shocks to the system. Yeah, uh, I'm someone who likes their comfort zone. My friends always make fun of this. Okay, um, there is nothing but I'm wrong proud with the of that. I, I like my comfort zone because yeah. I can control it and I feel like I know what to expect. Uh, and it definitely comes from losing two parents, for and, sure, and having to adapt and get accustomed, accustomed to so much change, mm. um, as you
0: say, be it good or bad. Yeah, but you mentioned about you know. Perhaps in hindsight, you g- didn't grieve in the right way initially. Right. But again, I'm not a professional. Yeah. Nadine and I aren't professionals. But it probably was the right way at the time. Exactly. You yeah. didn't know any different. Um, you weren't doing any harm, as I'm assuming, to yourself or anybody yeah. else. Were there any dark times when you thought, I just don't know how I'm going to get through this?
1: Of course. And they're like waves of grief that mm. come at you, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, They'd happen a lot like let's say when I'm in the shower. I don't know why. Do we reflect a lot in the shower? Always. Yeah. Suddenly I get a wave of grief and you feel like how will you ever get out of it? And then you just do, and I guess it's just being human. I don't yeah. know. we yeah. just we just adapt. Um but lots of dark times. Um especially yeah, moving countries was tough because I just I felt like I didn't have perhaps a support system. Um and I often feel like the only person who will get me is my brother because mm. he's the only one in the world who's been through the exact same experience. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife is incredible and she and I've told her like she's never met my parents which is super sad. That like I think sad. of that sometimes. Yeah, that is how could sad. the person I love the most now have never met uh, my parents? Yeah. This is insane. Um, but I know they would have loved her and all of that yeah. but uh so it's moments like those that feel super overwhelming and uh, suffocating. But definitely time time teaches you to adapt to grief. The waves are much less than the ones you'd get in the immediate aftermath mm-hmm. of a year or mm-hmm. two. I think the first two years maybe after a death were the toughest for me in both cases. I'd have more waves of grief and sobbing and all of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sometimes now I'm triggered when I'm walking down the street and I see a kid with their parent and I look at the kid and I and I and I and I, and I hope that they never have to lose them at a young age. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what an
0: interesting thought. Yeah.
1: I get that a lot, actually, really? because I look at pictures of me when I was young with my kids, mm. with, with my parents. Sorry. And I wa- and I say, oh, Nadim is so innocent. He had no idea he would lose them. No, uh, so yeah, young. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh, so now when I see kids on the street with their parents, um, and I wonder, like, uh, I, I hope that they w- their parents will stay with them for a while. Yeah. And it's super weird. I get that a lot. Um, that is interesting. Yeah. Is there
0: anything else that sort of triggers you mm. with regards to, I mean, I'm guessing more about your mom. I'm sure that you're more hospitals, triggered.
1: I watch Grey's Anatomy. I've been watching it for 17 years. Okay. It's the one thing that always makes me cry I've because it's all about, episode. really, yeah. yeah. It's all about hospitals. Yeah. Uh, It's the one, whenever I see cases of hospitals on movies and series and stuff And people on their deathbeds and stuff That's super triggering But it's therapeutic I cry and I feel better afterwards Yeah, yeah, yeah Because both parents, I said goodbye to them in a hospital bed Okay Which is also um, a gift in some Mm -hmm. twisted way Because Mm -hmm. you get to say everything And you get to bid bid them goodbye um, Which you didn't get with your mom, right? Because she had a heart attack It was sudden in fact, I was in Beirut as yeah. we were discussing earlier. Um, so, you know, saying goodbye is a gift, I guess, because yeah. you get to say everything. But it comes at the expense of watching them wither away, and because they become they become a shell of their former selves. Yeah. And and the waves of grief that come to me now in this present day, mm-hmm. they're super rare. Mm. But they come every once in a while when I remember both of their final month, because. Each of them, in their final month, they suffered a lot. Mm. Um, There were lots of, you know, because they're on lots of drugs and they're like moaning in pain. Sorry. No, Uh, yeah. It's the truth. And sometimes it happens in your last few weeks or so. So that's very sad to think about. Mm. And that kind of brings brings up a lot of feelings. Mm. Uh, I just get annoyed or angry or frustrated that they went through that. Yeah. so that's something that still pisses me off yeah. in a way and makes me sad. Yeah. Uh, and
0: that's why it's then almost as Sam mentioned in last week's mm-hmm. episode, it's almost then like a relief when they go 101%. Yeah,
1: and that's just... something that you don't you can't say much. You don't feel too comfortable saying it's something. Quite, yeah, but I tried in company, say it. Yes. yeah. <laughs> but I actually used to say that to my friends a lot because I wanted them to be comfortable with it. Uh, With the fact that um, I felt such relief When both of them Passed away Mm. Because you don't want to see The person you love most Suffer You can deal with Your own pain When they're gone Mm -hmm. Uh, So the relief 101% Especially with cancer And chemo And all of that Because They become so thin And uh, They're not eating And It's just very heartbreaking So you feel such Relief Like Mm. The tough part Is watching them Mm. None of the grief I've experienced In the last 10 years or so has compared to the sadness I felt in their last weeks yeah. Or month Yeah Or so That is the worst And most traumatic yeah. For sure uh, Yeah, yeah. It, it's,
0: a, it's a And that's something That I always I, I'm very grateful for Is that yeah. my dad Wasn't in any pain Until probably About the last week Okay Because he didn't do chemo Or anything That's relatively good yeah. it, it was it was too late It was palliative care At that point And, all, yeah. and my, as my dad would say I'm a lost cause now
1: <laughs> oh, So he could joke about it Oh yeah What's amazing you know, yeah. humor helps a lot.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean this is I am I, I yeah, am the product same. of both my mom and my dad. Do you and, also
1: make lots of morbid jokes with your friends all the all time because I do it time. so much. They all they Good. love my dark humor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. all the time. And yeah.
0: and this is something we speak about a lot cuz this podcast originally was just going to be me and my family and my brothers because yeah. we, you know, are so lighthearted about it without losing the sentiment of the fact like we know we've lost our mom and dad mm. and it's awful. Um But, you know, this is how this is how we sort of deal with it. But yeah, my both my mum and dad's personalities were amazing. But my dad, oh, my goodness, he was a a nightmare. Um, But, you know, just just because he would always joke. So uh, Mm. something I've mentioned before where we're from a small town Mm. um, called Battle in East Sussex. And. The local GP would pop in and see my dad. My dad was a very well-known member of the community. He was uh, front-page news when he passed away. Oh, I'll, I'll wow. have you know, the nice. local newspaper. <laughs> and um, the the GP would pop in and go upstairs. My dad was uh, in uh, in bed at home. Mm. And he'd be like, don't bother coming to see me. Like, you don't need to waste your time. You've got more important people to see. I'm a lost cause. And he'll, just, <laughs> and he'll be like, Steve, can you just let me come and see you? Like, I've treated you for years as just yeah. a general... Although my dad never went to the doctors. He was one of those generational uh, people. Ah, yeah. I'll be fine. They didn't take care of themselves. Either. Oh, well, he did, but mm. never went to the doctor. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, once he actually cracked his head open in, a, in an accident in the garden during a storm... Mm and didn't go like oh, well, wow. like dad there is blood pouring <laughs> from your head. I'll uh... be fine. Anyway, so um yeah, so it's very much with humor and yes, I make them all with jokes mm. and and we all do and it, it shocks people at first. Then people know I'm going to say Then you say give them permission
1: it. to laugh. They see yeah, and, exactly.
0: Uh, yeah. Now, talking about from a, from a cultural perspective, if you like, because, yeah. you know, you are from Lebanon and it's right. a ter- certainly different culture than I know and a lot of listeners don't understand. Right. Is a number of things. So... Yes, my, my morbid humor goes down an absolute storm with my Western audience. Um, but sometimes with, you know, like Middle Eastern friends or certainly with, if they're Muslim, they're, they're kind of, I can read a room. I don't like make these jokes all the time. Yeah. There's that. But then also because you're a man and you're so open with these emotions, how has that affected?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Um, especially in being so open with my emotions. Mm. Um I've always felt a bit of like a bit of an outsider in Lebanon in, in that sense. Um, and I, I struggled in the beginning when I started, when I wrote my first ever ar- article about grief mm. and death. Like, should I be doing this? Um, are people ready, in, especially in this region? But in the end, you're Oh, you even on. questioned it yourself. Yes, mm. but I still did it. Mm. Maybe I took my brother's opinion. I can't remember uh, now, but it's just something I felt I had to do. And when I saw the incredible um, response, actually, the first ever article I wrote was uh, uh, "Blogging Saved My Life." Okay. And it was all about yeah. how reviewing movies and series gave me a purpose after my mom's death because I was just—it uh, was just such a sad time. I used to look forward to writing about movies and series, and the article was huge. Mm. Got thousands of likes and stuff. On that was when there was just Facebook at mm, the time, mm. um, and I got so many messages from people I'd never met. And then I realized, oh, there's a purpose here. Mm. I could help people who have been through something similar, who've lost someone and and need to read about someone who's gone through something similar. Because like I told you, I used to go on message boards and, and write, I'd go on Google and write, both my parents died of cancer. I actually write those words. It's very funny. And first of all, the auto-search would continue it. So you know that there are lots of people doing that search. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, interesting. And then I'd find
1: a bunch of message boards with thousands of people all over the world with stories much worse than mine. Like like both parents at the same time (gasps) with cancer. That would make me feel so much better about myself. uh, Selfishly. Uh, Imagine having both your parents going through chemo at the exact same time and dying like within a year. Like I had three years of uh, my mom being healthy yeah. after my dad which re- which was great and then three more years of her fighting chemo and we still had good times you know, we still For sure uh, so um so yeah but coming from lebanon yes definitely um now the jokes thing i could do as many as i like because i was in an american university with very western Fine. friends and yeah. all of that so that was Great, but I definitely probably couldn't have made such jokes if I was in a more traditional Mm, uh, mm -hmm. Arab university or so possible. Um, But I always did what was right for me and what felt uh, appropriate for me to Mm. grieve, Um, and I just talked and talked and talked a lot about my grief. I didn't keep anything in good, I was always talking, yeah. And I I don't know if you ever had that. Am I talking too much, yeah, about (laughs) grief? I would ask myself. <laughs> he asked the one with the podcast. That's my whole life,
0: <laughs> Nadim. Thanks so much. <laughs> yeah.
1: but I felt that a lot sometimes. Like, am I? Are my friends sick of me uh, talking about? Uh, and I've said that a few times. Like, do I depress you when I talk to you too much ah, about death? Okay. and how sad I am, or so. And they would always say no. And you're an inspiration, and uh, it feels so. You know, it's so nice for you to open up, and mm. we'd love to help you because people don't know what to say. Um, and I used to hate maybe hate is a strong word, but I would feel uncomfortable when, in the immediate aftermath of a death when someone would ask, how are you doing today? Or how are you? Obviously, I'm not fine. Mm. I I kind of wish people wouldn't ask that.
0: Okay. Uh, Do you have a suggestion? What is the
1: suggestion? Yeah,
0: what can I, let's give them some developmental feedback. (laughs) What would you suggest? that? Because we know, and this has been spoken about a lot on the Mm. podcast, we know that people are doing it because they feel that that's the right thing to do. Yeah. But as okay, so let's let's okay. give them some guidance. I ju- yes.
1: Um, what can we I'd, suggest? I want them. They can ask, "How are you?" But ask me about um, ask me about my parents. What I didn't like was when people would just pretend like it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But people, it's awkward. They don't know what to say. They don't. They probably think I don't want to bring them up to make him sad. Yeah. But they're always on my mind, especially right after death. So you might as well talk about it, but I understand why no one did it. Yeah. I'd probably be the same in there. It was just frustrating to feel like people were pretending that, one, I was fine, or they don't need to talk about it. Yeah. or you know, that, was, that was tough, for sure. So my advice to people in general, if there's someone grieving, is to... Okay, ask how they are, but ask them you know, about their parents, about, uh, you know, are they feeling worse today than yesterday? How's it, be, how's it, uh, um, do, do you need me to do something for you? Mm. Okay, maybe that is mm. more uh, practical helpful. help. Yeah, yeah, practical help. Um, do you want to go out? Do you want to go to the movies? I don't know. Do you need a distraction? Maybe you can just say something as simple as, do you need a distraction? Mm-mm-mm. Do you need me to distract you? Yeah. Or do you want to just talk about it? Yeah. Because I wanted to talk about it a lot, but I wouldn't know how to bring it up because they weren't bringing it up sometimes. Um, so yeah, but it's,
0: yeah, it's it's so weird because again, it's one of those things whereby yes, we all grieve differently, and therefore we all react differently to people's help yeah. and people's whatever, and and that's one of the big reasons why on the podcast I don't I don't ask people's stories beforehand or get too much detail right. because. I sound like a stuck record but it's as if if i were to meet you straight off the bat oh whatever and you would just mention oh you know i, I lost my mum a few years back and it was part of the story most people kind of go oh and it, it's literally a flag in their brain this is how i as kind of envision it envisage it whatever yeah, yeah sure yeah. <laughs> um that the flag goes up and they go Right, they've mentioned a dead relative. <laughs> um, oh, I'm so sorry about your mom. Coffee? Or can I change the <laughs> don't subject? Don't you hate when pro- it ruins the mood? Uh, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like,
1: and, uh, just uh, uh, maybe at work, like, oh, are you going to visit your parents? Like this. And and you just... Uh, I, I, this is a great point because I never know how to handle this. I should just prepare a stock answer for this. Yes. Because, I don't know, what do you say? Like, I usually say, "Oh, oh, my parents passed away or so... I think there was once Actually I was with my brother I'll never forget this And we were looking for a house To buy in Lebanon Or something With a real estate agent And this guy Apparently knew our parents Okay But not too well Because he asked How are they I was gonna say How are they And my brother answered Oh they're fine They say hello And we went outside And just started laughing And I said How could you say that He said Nadim I wasn't in the mood to tell, explain to him that both dad and mom had cancer and they both died. Like, I didn't want to do this to us. I wasn't in the mood yeah. to explain yeah. and for his condolences or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and he said, Oh, I, I really, I'm really friends with your parents or something. That's yeah? so weird. Like, obviously not. They say uh, hi. But the fact that my brother said, Oh, they're fine. They say hello. Ever since then, I sometimes wonder if I should do that, but I've never ever done it. Because. Oh, uh, yeah. I've never. I just say, and oh, I always try to. Immediately say I'm fine. So if someone asks, "Are you going to visit your parents you know, this holiday?" Yeah. I say, uh, "Actually, my parents passed away," and they're like, "Oh." I say, uh, "But it was a long time ago." Yeah. I, I'm good. I always say that to reassure them. Oh, I'm so always, I yeah. I,
0: st- I lead with that. Mm. So they say, "Oh, you know, are you going to see? Are you, are you flying home to see your parents at Christmas?" I always say, "Don't uh, worry." Uh, no, I always go, "This is going to sound really morbid," ah, and I make it quite straight out the back. I love that. I go, "Oh, this is gonna." I said, "Don't." Yeah. That. Don't let this bring down the conversation. Yeah. My parents aren't around anymore. I was like, so no, I'm not going home. Not
1: to make this awkward. But I I literally
0: put that up straight out the front and make almost a joke out of it. I
1: love that. Or if it's,
0: because I, same as you, every story that anyone tells me, I usually have a story about my mum and my dad, right? So then, you know, my friend will be like, oh, there was this time and we ha, 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 and everything's great. And I'll go, oh my God. So I had this time like, oh, don't let this bring the conversation down. My dad's not around anymore, but just before when he was ill, it was this, it was this or whatever. And I kind of see them like their brain working out going okay she's given me permission to laugh with yes, her like everything's uh, all fine. about permission and it is yeah mm-hmm. that's it but so that's what that's what I do feel free to take it <laughs> I, I mean you already said he was stealing it, yeah. stealing it anyway
1: do you ever feel I don't know what reminded me of this but do you ever feel guilty for missing one parent more than the other because I definitely maybe it's not the same for you but I definitely miss my mom more because probably I was closer to yeah her and she was more recent her death was more recent
0: yeah, so mine. I think it was because I'm daddy's little girl, mm. and I had an amazing relationship with my mum. Like we were best friends. Um, but my dad has more anecdotes. Uh. And I, I, okay. So my parents separated when I was eight or nine, mm. and although we only lived about five miles away from each other, or ten kilometers for the uh, <laughs> for the metric listeners, um, is that. And I, I saw my dad all the time, but be, so because he was that little bit out of my reach, I aspired. You know, I, I, um, what's the word? L- like, really looked up to him so much. Idolized it. Yeah, Idolized. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Such a writer. <laughs> um, and so that is why I ride a motorbike. I'm into mm. cars. I oh. like trucks. For God's sake, oh, you know, wow. like it's really odd the things because my dad did. Because mm. my dad did. Because my dad did. Interesting. Yeah. So. I think about my dad. Oh, this is quite.
1: Are we reaching (laughs) a bit of therapy here?
0: And I, I definitely think about my dad a lot more than my mum because
1: the anecdotes, like anecdotes, and
0: then I will say, "Oh, my dad." Well, I've said it. How many times have I said it in this Mm. podcast? Oh, my dad would say this, or my dad would say that. But my mum is was an amazing character, an amazing Mm. personality, and she had plenty of anecdotes. Right. But I, I think because I was more best friends with my mum than. Idolized her
1: so my question to you is whoa 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 do you feel a bit guilty for remembering him more or not at
0: all? oh yes, you're right, I totally avoided yeah. your question um no i don't f- I don't feel guilty hmm. I do and this is weird because I'm looking at a photo of my dad behind you, ah. but then they're they're both over there ah. i I try and even out their photos in my house Oh, uh, me too. And that's really odd. Yeah. So I have both my mom and dad on the sideboard, but that photograph of my dad is amazing. Cause mm. he looks so cool in like the eighties or whenever it was. And I remember I had that for ages and I was like, but I don't have a picture of my, uh, another picture of my mum." So now she's on the fridge.
1: Right?
0: Do you know what I mean? And then I'm like, oh no, but is it bad that my mum's on the fridge, but my and dad's in here, a frame. Everyone will see when they yeah. come in. And
1: yeah, yeah. I, so I, I do, I, I genuinely well. think
0: about that a lot. And then even on the um, uh, podcast, Instagram page, Do I post more of my dad than I do of my mom? Like, yeah, 100%.
1: Grief comes with a lot of guilt, I've realized, for me at least. Really? Yeah. Just, you know, are you thinking, especially when you lose two... Mm. I've have struggled a lot over the years with am I thinking about my dad as much as I think about my mom? Mm-mm. Sometimes you forget about both, as harsh as that sounds, because life That's is distracting life. you. Yeah. And then I remember, like a week later, wow, I haven't thought of them in a while. Like, and then I'm such do you feel, yeah,
0: then you feel guilty yeah. for that, don't
1: you? So grief, guilt, yeah, they definitely come together a lot. Have you uh, had
0: any? Um, and this is something that Aileen from the Lighthouse uh, brought up in episode thirteen is that grief in fact verbatim she says grief fundamentally changes you and I I totally agree with that but do you find that if you've had any death since or other people have died mm. and being an expat when you're mm. saying goodbye all mm. the time you're just like this is a, this is a walk in the park
1: so interesting because um the month i moved to dubai two years ago my grandma passed away oh. and i was soup so my grandma my mom's mom lived in our building our entire life oh no way so she literally was like yeah. a third parent yeah. as well it's uh,
0: Wow, so, you were really parented, by the yeah. way. Mum, dad, <laughs> your grandmother, no, your aunt. No wonder I moved it. To your brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does Ever your right. mo- <laughs> This is going a bit deep. Does yeah. your wife, like, mother you?
1: Ooh. Yeah, maybe a bit. No.
0: Join the demon know. eye for our other I podcast. Think we should, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think we should bring her next time and she'll tell us. Um, Sorry, so your grandmother yeah. lived in your building. So, yeah. And super, super close and passed away when I was in Dubai, the month I moved here. She was a bit sick, so I knew mm. that it was going to happen. Mm. But it's so weird that that death, I was terrified of. Okay. And I remember, by the way, thinking, oh, no, I really don't want to go through this again. Like, I've had my share of death. Yeah. I'm going to go to someone else, a dad, mom. And no, I don't want to go through my grandma as well, who i was super close yeah. to. Um, but actually I was totally fine with it Maybe because she was old And it was expected And it was the first natural death Yeah, She was 95 wow. or 4 mm. So it was the first natural death I'd ever experienced I have a lot of guilt over my grandma by the way That I've Maybe I've cried once Since she passed away uh, My therapist and my wife And everyone tells me It's normal because you knew it was coming And blah 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 But I still have this guilt Because we were so close Okay um, but it's just interesting because after two traumatic and unnatural deaths by the way they were both they both died at 63 both my dad and my mom no way. that's such a freaky weird yeah, coincidence. Yeah. why 63. probably gonna have a lot of anxiety when i'm 63 but we'll get to that you know, yeah.
0: the, the day of your <laughs> before your birthday your 63rd birthday you'll be like phoebe in friends yeah, where yes, she thinks she's exactly. gonna die <gasps> no so, my psychic died yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Love the friends references So uh, so yeah So um, so death after those two Like my grandma Was super manageable And super yeah. easy Yeah. Um, and also death gives you perspective Like when I'm having um, I've written that in one of my articles Whenever you're having trouble Anything It could be work Or relationship trouble Or anything I remind myself But you've gone through Two very traumatic deaths mm. This shouldn't give This shouldn't be a headache This should mm, be easy mm, mm. You can get through this by the way, I also have a lot of hypochondria after losing them. Really? Yeah. Now I'm much better. But uh, the few, like three years after mom, because in cancer you're used to looking out for every single symptom and definitely means something. Oh no. Do you so, Google stuff? Not Googling. Okay, But good. I would just ta- call my doctor all the time. Uh, and what is this? Is could this be serious? If I get a cold, I think I might be dying. <gasps> like I had a few good three, four years where everything would would worry me. Really, where if I had the f- uh, a flu and just a fever in bed. I would think of my mom on her deathbed and just panic a bit, you know. So I suffered a lot actually with that. I I haven't in in a few years, so that's great. Yeah, that's good. good. Uh, And was it the
0: same kind of family doctor? So would this person then say, okay, Nadim, like... She was
1: fantastic. She was actually the palliative care doctor for my mom so she was amazing and she also became like a mom another parenting figure for me
0: (laughs) we got deep dive into this by the way yeah
1: so um but yeah for years afterwards uh every single symptom made me panic i still have some of it of Mm, course mm, especially mm. with corona i mean last year everyone has it (laughs) yeah but actually believe it or not corona wasn't so bad for me because everyone had the fear of a disease yeah so it wasn't just yeah 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 So actually i felt quite at home (laughs) did you have corona no No, no. right okay fine yeah Yeah. um so yeah i felt quite at home with that (laughs) Um,
0: everyone's worried great this is great (laughs) news yeah so i was gonna say if if, as long as she knew but that's interesting that she was your kind of mum's carer as well
1: she was fantastic, and I want both my brother and I kept going to her. She became RGP. She was amazing. Like she's one of the reasons when I moved to Lebanon, I to Dubai, I didn't want to leave because I relied on her so much, and she was fantastic. How funny! Yeah, yeah. she and she helped a lot with my mom. So my mom, in the last month, basically her surgeon did a last ditch surgery that failed. Okay. So he said she has like a month mm. to live. It's super sad to have a ticking clock. Time, by the way, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So they asked us do you want to stay does she want to stay at home or go stay sorry at the hospital or go home So our palliative care doctor that's when we got introduced to her she spoke to mom and realized that mom really wanted to pass away at home mm-hmm. uh, That was her wish mm-hmm. so that's what we did and she made it easy for us getting the bed getting the nurses Amazing. all of that uh, It was super sad to have a mom at home of course like dying uh, and there was the mourning And all of that Like really sad stuff But that's what she wanted To pass yeah. away at home Yeah And you have to honour that wish um, Which brings me into I really felt such relief When I moved out of that house Okay I was gonna say because What both, about the this house? this was the house That both my parents lived in And we grew up in mm-hmm. And her room became a gym room We made it after that Okay for like a few years Yeah But still I told my brother My brother is totally fine with the house It doesn't bother him I think it does a bit But he just doesn't admit it um, I think he needs yeah. therapy Yeah <laughs> He does <laughs> But uh, Everyone does um, But when I moved out of the house It was so good for my mental health Just because you associate it with Especially that she passed away For example In that In room. the house Yeah uh, My dad passed away in the hospital Yeah um, so you, your grief is also linked to objects and places. Mm. Like the car that I used to drive my mom in, to chemo in, uh, when I sold it a year later, I felt so much better. Really, I wish I sold it a month later. Yeah, you know? how interesting. It was bringing me down every day. I'd drive back home from work and there were a lot of, Crying fits in the car Mm. because this car reminded me of chemo days. We spent so much time driving her back and forth to chemo and helping her get into the seat and out of the seat and all of that. Yeah. Um, So, um, and this is actually in one of my articles, I said, like, get rid of your triggers. Yes. The car was a trigger for me. Yeah.
0: And there's differences between kind of cleansing those triggers without. You know, you're, we're we're not saying, and again, not we're saying not throwing away all the pictures. Yes, we're but not I saying throw away the yeah. memories or anything, but, but certainly, things, yeah. yeah.
1: Some things have a very negative trigger that you can that your health will improve with if you get rid mm-hmm. of. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Sometimes you need a certain song to remind you to let it all out, and you start crying and all of that, and pictures. But um, if you if if you identify something that you would be better off without, yeah, get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. and sometimes it's that that's yeah. a
0: difficult. Here's a piece of advice. Sometimes mm. that's a difficult thing for you to notice. Right. So it may take, be it a family member or an extremely close friend True. to say, have you ever thought about selling the house? Yeah. You know, and that kind of thing. I mean, obviously when, when when my dad passed away, you know, we were here, my brother and I both live in the UAE and my stepmom was at home in the house that my dad passed away right. in. And of course, when it came to selling the house, of course it was sad. It was our family home where we grew up and what have you, but... Of course she doesn't want to live there. Yeah. I wouldn't want to live there. Yeah. Absolutely not.
1: 100%. Um
0: so yeah it's it's interesting to be able to recognize those What
1: grief is attached to Oof. it's uh, it's fascinating and the more you learn about yourself and what triggers you and what and how you can control control your grief you can't really control it as mm. you said it just mm. comes in waves mm. but maybe recognize and be aware of what's happening um there's one quote and i hate cheesy quotes but one stuck with me because it was in it in a marvel show i watched a few months ago and it is what is grief if not love persevering i wrote about that in one yes it, in because, you yes, said yes yeah. have you watched it no, no uh, uh, it's
0: but, a strange concept yeah to it's me. very
1: strange but this quote is life-changing to me because all my life i've looked at grief as something Sad and to avoid mm. But what if it? What if It's just a symbol Of how your love Survives Time It's been almost 10 years since my mom Suddenly I find this quote So powerful Like mm-hmm. I just want to Hang it all over everywhere. House, you yeah, know? Yeah And by the way The quote went viral Everyone online And on oh, Twitter really? And stuff Everyone were talking about you know, Mental health people Were talking about How powerful it is Yeah so It wasn't just me But I, it spoke to me so much um, you know, Maybe we should all Change our perspective That grief is love Carrying on, yeah, right. Like yeah. that's crazy to yeah, me. Yeah, because yeah. I, to me, it's the G word. It's like it's something that I negative. need to avoid. Really, and, oh no, this is grief. Oh no, this is sadness. Yeah, like, what yeah, if it's yeah. Not, what if it's something very beautiful and positive? Yeah,
0: right? I want right. to see it hanging right. in your house. Yeah, <laughs> it's better than live, laugh, love, <laughs> <No>. isn't it? <laughs> Eat,
1: pray, love, and all those. <laughs> and money can't buy happiness. All those cheesy stuff. This was beautiful. Yeah,
0: money can buy happiness. Yeah, yeah, yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's my uh, that's my parting yeah. thought. Um. Nadine, I'm conscious of your time. Uh, clearly, we could talk for ages Definitely, about this. Yeah. And, um, and I know that you will continue to write all about it. But thank you so much for sharing your story and just being so open about thank it. Thank you for having me. It's yeah, amazing. no. It's- I love
1: meeting fellow dead parents yeah. <laughs> gr- gr- buddies yeah. be,
0: well the podcast was going to be called the dead parents society really yeah
1: but I love the grief relief yeah as a copywriter like I love it it's a brilliant okay. name well then
0: credit to my best friend Giselle Bravo, Giselle. she'll love how you pronounce her name as well because her dad's Armenian Lebanese ah, okay. anyway yeah we thrashed it out thrashed it out and uh, yeah no that. one
1: has that grief relief right? no but and then. it's
0: also it was very important to me that it was that grief relief podcast right. because yeah. so that you'd be like have you listened to that grief relief yeah, podcast yeah. and I'm like <laughs> yes so yeah
1: rhymes which is always good oh yes I well rhyming
0: yes I'm a big fan of alliteration too right let's not talk about writing but yeah (laughs) shout out to Giselle love you before I let you go I always ask my guests for a podcast or an Instagram recommendation did I ask you for that
1: you didn't but a podcast or Instagram recommendation can I can I say a a Book which is Untethered Soul, absolutely, which is absolutely. Yeah, you mentioned it.
0: Yeah, who's it by? Uh,
1: um, Michael something Singer. Okay. Um, and it is the most incredible thing I've ever read. So you can definitely get it as an audiobook. So it's kind of like a podcast. Okay. so I'm cheating the system. No, you know? yeah. Um, life life changing book that teaches you how to, you know, just constantly be aware and to control uh, your emotions and your mind and be uh, just be aware of your mental health. Yeah. And, it's just life changing. I just I, I keep it by my bed and really? I read passages all the time, which I've never done in my life. So I can't recommend this book enough. Yeah, Untethered Soul. Yeah, I'll amazing. make sure I put all
0: the links below yeah. and uh, and everything. And like I always say, Nadim and I, we're not experts, we're not professionals. Yeah. If you've been affected by anything we've spoken about, like please reach out. We can connect you to the right people. If necessary, um, I'm going to put Nadeem's LinkedIn, if that's okay with you, of course. Um, link below because uh, or your blog or whatever is easiest, yeah. because the articles he writes are, are truly amazing. Um, and yeah, feel free to reach out. And at the same time, you know, review, share it, let other people know. And I, and I genuinely mean that because sometimes I think I shouldn't talk about reviewing and giving us five stars and subscribing because it kind of pales into insignificance compared to the subject but genuinely if more people hear about this podcast and it helps people then it does a
1: lot of good honestly then and happy people days people need this so many people live with their grief in silence yeah talking about it it helps so much it's so therapeutic yeah, yeah.
0: so review and yeah. give five stars for goodness sake
1: <laughs> that's right
0: nadine thank you very much thank you so much you're off to pick up your puppy
1: of course from yes. the vets everything's fine uh, yeah, yeah he's fine he's Just fine. getting neutered yeah. oh bless him yeah. oh god
0: he's not gonna like you very yeah, much at for all a while. it's okay thank you very much, thank you, to you so much. thank you so much see you bye <laughs>